Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Sports Garden Network Podcast, your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports wagering intelligence. Welcome, sports fans. This is Wagering Week, and I am Tom Barton. That's right. We are Wagering Week. Go check us out at Facebook and Twitter. All the interactions. Hey, look, I love to talk to the fans, so we'll talk about that here. We are a brand new podcast. If you're listening for the very first time, what you are going to get here, very unique and very different. Now, I know we are in a stage that is unprecedented in the sports world. There is no sports for the foreseeable future because of the coronavirus. I am going to address all that. What do you do with your futures tickets? How do you go about betting on the games? What kind of impact will this be? What if injury guys come back? All of that we're going to talk about in the next hour. But what are we? What are we? Who are we? Well, here's who we are. We're going to give you a mix of sports with a wagering mindset. It's not a wagering show, and it is not a sports show. It's a sports wagering show. It's a mix, a mix of both. A little bit about me. I've been in the radio business for 20-some-odd years, almost 22 coming up on this season. So 22 years in the radio sports broadcasting world. I'm also a professional sports handicapper for uh, now coming up on 12 years Guys, you add those together, I have one of the unique blends that every other person out there is looking to go get, right? You have sports talk hosts that are now trying to talk about sports betting because sports betting is sweeping the country. We are now in 15 states with the eye on another 15 more in the next six months. Sports wagering is sweeping the country, and they're taking sports hosts and saying, well, now you have to talk about it. But they don't know. They don't know the terminologies. They don't know the angles. They don't know the directions to take. Or you have the other way around. You have professional handicappers or gamblers or whatever they want to call themselves now getting thrown onto the radio. I'm sorry, guys, but it's not that easy. You have radio professionals for a reason. And they sound like they're brand new. They're going to not be entertaining. Very different from what we're doing. We're going to give you stats. We're going to give you trends. We're going to give you updates. We're going to get weather information. All the same things that a sports show will give you. But on top of that, line movements. How does the weather impact what you're going to bet? How does the line movement impact which way do we go? How are we going to teach you how to be a professional sports better uh, or somebody that could even just make a couple of bucks? If you're not a wager, look, you don't want to put money on sports. No problem. We're going to give you a lot of information for your fantasy teams. Look, fantasy teams are certainly in line with a lot of what sports wagering is and what sports betting is. It's right in that family when you're discussing who this is and what it can become. A lot of people, and don't say that you're not one of them, they did a report that 75% of all people throw at least 5 bucks, 10 bucks down on some sort of sporting event, whether it be brackets or fantasy or daily fantasy. We're going to help you out there. So there's a lot of things that this show will be that you won't get anywhere else. What about the inside scoop? We talk to sports book directors. Nobody else is doing that. We're going to give you the inside scoop on what casinos might be opening up soon. What states? Where are the states? Where is your specific state looking at legalizing sports betting? Where is the, the limits? If we could get limits and they're posted, oh, my God, that will change the game. Well, some places are doing that, and we'll tell you where you can get the limits. How about in a casino itself? Tom, I've never been to a sports book. What is the feel like? Well, I'm not only going to tell you the feel. I'll tell you which ones I think are the best. So we are going to get into every single thing in the world of sports and the world of wagering. We're going to mix them together for an entertaining show. Just a little bit about uh, the podcast itself. We plan to have on some massive guests over the next few weeks. Uh, Billy Ripken has been on just in, in the last couple of weeks with me on our terrestrial radio show. Uh, we have had on 
guys from the editorial side, Bob Glauber and Gary Myers. Who's got better insight than that? Jay Cornegie, Sportsbook Director of the Westgate, has been on with us. Dave Sherapin, Sportsbook Director of CG Technology, has been on with us. What about... Mr. Osborne, a legend in the field. Yeah, we have all that. Jim McMahon. Uh, the list goes on and on of who we're going to bring on. And with the talk that we have, it's going to mold and mend. And then I'm going to give you my analysis, how what they say and what their angle are and what the expert's angle is. How does that relate to your pocketbook and how you can make a buck here? So it'll all come back to looking forward, how can we make a couple of dollars, and how can I give you the most information? Be the smartest guy sitting around with your friends. Yeah, we're going to do that. Be the best guy in the fantasy league because you get great opinions and absolute numbers to back it up. Sure, we're going to do that. If you are a sports better, this is a must-listen show. So, guys, that's who we are. Now to reset. We had a whole show planned to explain who we are, to get into it, to kind of tell you what's the best sports to bet on, where it, it, look, that show is scrapped. And I think we all know why. Coronavirus has run rampant. It has changed the sports landscape like we've never seen. Let me first and foremost say this before anything else. We know it's just sports, guys. Okay. And you say it's just sports. There are people that are dying. This is going to become, uh, it, it, it is a pandemic. It is going to become worse before it gets better as everybody continues to tell us. I feel for the first responders. I feel for those that are, are sick. I could tell you guys what everyone else is saying. Go out and wash your hands. Yeah, do it. Go take precautions. Wash your hands. Be stocked up. Uh, stay away from large crowds. All of the same thing the politicians are doing. But this is a sports show in the end. And a sports wagering show. You can go to any other pandemic show and learn about that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to try to be a doctor. I'm not going to sit here and talk to you about that angle. But I will talk to you about the sports angle. So it's not that I am unsympathetic to the plight, but I have to look at it from a sports angle perspective. So what happened here was uh, just a weird turn of events. 48 hours ago, I put out a video uh, that, that was ripping apart the Ivy League for canceling their tournament because I thought it was jumping the gun. I thought it was, uh, look, there, there was only a couple hundred cases in the city, in the, the Cambridge itself. Harvard was one of the one. I was furious. 48 hours later, it looks like they knew exactly what they were doing. Why, why are we questioning Ivy Leagues? <laughs> right? Why are we questioning them? Because look at what they're doing. All of the conferences in secession started canceling after the NBA. The NBA was the first league. They canceled their game. The Kings and Thunder refused to take the court. The arena was filled with people, absolutely filled with people. And let's get that reaction of the arena. Gentlemen, now there's an abundance of caution and at the direction of the National Basketball Association. Yeah, that was the Kings fans. They were upset. You know, I'm not getting down on them for booing, but that was the general consensus. I was angry. People were angry, but you didn't know the information. And then it comes out um, that the NBA referee was sick, and here's what that sounded like. And then... A reporter tweeted out that one of the three officials working tonight's game, Courtney Kirkland, worked the Utah-Toronto game on Monday. And, of course, as Woj reported earlier, it's Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz that tested positive for the coronavirus. And I'm looking out here now, and I do not see Courtney Kirkland out here. I do see, and I think you guys just saw shots of Mark Davis out here. Uh, there's Mark. Justin Van Dyne, one of the other three officials, is out here as well, but have not seen Courtney Kirkland. Yeah, so the NBA official was infected, and it all stemmed from Rudy Gobert. We don't realize how connected sports is. You know, Rudy Gobert, I'm not going to get down on him. Look, he, he issued an apology because he was infected, and then he went out, and, and he joked about it. Look, he didn't know he was infected when he turned around, and he joked about the whole thing. He went out. He touched all the microphones. He um, uh, was, Look, he was a clown. I, I mean, there's no, no other way to put it, right? He, he was just a clown. 
He made light of the situation, and then it wound up being him that was infected. He put out a Instagram post. I want to thank everyone for the outpouring concern and support of the last 24 hours. I've gone through so many emotions since learning of my diagnosis, fear, anxiety, embarrassment, and the embarrassment part comes from the, the things that he did. The first and most important thing is I would like to publicly apologize to all the people I've endangered. At the time, I had no idea I was even infected. I was careless and make no excuses. I hope my story serves as a warning and causes everybody to take this seriously. And then he goes on uh, on and on. But uh, So those that don't know what Rudy Gobert did, he turned around and they were talking about the coronavirus. And at the time, and this is why I brought up the Ivy League situation where I was upset. Look, I was one of them. The Kings fans were upset. At the time, we had no idea. We had no idea what was coming. So I'm not getting down on Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Look, he, was, he touched the microphones. He said, ah, corona. And he wound up being the one to do it. But here's the thing. So now he was in a melee that night, okay? There was uh, pushing and shoving. So the, the other team is now infected. The referees are now infected. The training staff is now infected. If they use the same locker rooms as, let's say, the hockey Right of the NHL. Now they're infected. Now what happened was all of a sudden they turned around and, and let's just be honest, um, some of these associations, some of these NBA teams went on and played, oh, we're going to go fly to New York and we're going to play the Knicks and then we're going to go fly here and we're going to go play there. We're going to go to Chicago. It, because the symptoms lay, di- lay dormant for so long, it's just a league-wide thing. So the NBA shuts down in an unprecedented move. The NBA is the first one to cancel. They said, suspend the season. Let's be honest, it's going to be very difficult. Where do we go from here for the NBA? Uh, the NBA says they will eventually resume. Um, one of my ideas was, why not have the NBA Finals like July 4th weekend? Right? Set it up for that. But we still don't have a timeline. Mark Cuban, well, he's got a good plan. You know, in talking to... When, when some of the things were coming up that we might not play games, and this was yesterday, I reached out to the folks at the arena and our folks at the Mavs to find out, you know, what it would cost to support, financially support people who aren't going to be able to come to work. You know, they get paid by the hour, and, and this was their source of income. And so we'll do some things there. We may ask them to go do some volunteer work in exchange, but you know, we've already started the process of having a program in place, and I don't have any details to give, but it's certainly something that's important to me. And that's Mark Cuban. He believes that the NBA championship has to take place. He said, basically, I don't care if it takes place in June, July, August, September. He just doesn't want to cancel the season. And really, you shouldn't cancel the season um, because you can push it back, right? I mean, it's okay to push it back. Uh, What do you do? With teams at this point, maybe you just cancel the regular season. I know it's not a fair thing, but look, that's just the only situation. So that's the NBA. The NHL, uh, within, within uh, I mean, hours, basically we knew that they were going to close, and they closed as well. They closed um, with the idea they are more, way more in the mindset. The NHL is way more adamant, at least NHL um, you know, insiders are saying, we are way more understanding that the regular season is probably over, but we're going to try to get the Stanley Cup playoffs in. That's that's where they sit. NFL, free agency has been done. Major League Baseball. Now, Major League Baseball, they have canceled spring training, and they've pushed the start of the regular season back two weeks. Major League Baseball doesn't even start for two weeks. So they are really getting proactive. Here's the problem that you get into when you're talking about MLB. They need some sort of ramp up, right? You're not going to have no spring training games and then all of a sudden, here we go. You're not going to have that. You know, David Price came out and said, yeah, look, I, I want to start on time, but we actually have to have that. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to have a situation where they have to have some sort of spring training. I would not expect Major League Baseball, this is just my opinion, to begin until May. I think, I think, Literally, we're having it until May. So we could have a World Series, guys, being played on Thanksgiving. And where is the fallout for this? If they're playing on Thanksgiving, let's be honest, what, what is the fallout? The fallout is they're probably going to have to play in a dome in a neutral site sta- stadium. Wow. We have never seen anything like this. This is going to be absolutely insane. If you're a Yankee fan, right, or a Dodger fan, you guys are in first place. 
Uh, imagine the Yankees and Dodgers playing in up in Minnesota, or or you know down. Uh, well, Minnesota is the, the the new the new stadium. How about like the Kingdom? Ah, uh, that's gone like two hundred years ago. <laughs> um, you know, I'm just trying to think of like like where. How would this go? This is insane. Jason Kipnis said, and there it is. Early questions from players. This is the, this is the problem that nobody has any answers. The players are asking, "Do we go home from spring training? If they go home, they go their separate ways. Now they have more chance to infect themselves. Do we stay at the facility and train and have like an extended spring training? When do we start back up? They refuse to answer that. Do they have?" You know, a schedule that is a shortened season or is this elongated season? Do they still get paid? They don't know that. There are so many questions. The XFL, they've canceled everything. Masters was supposed to be on. Now there's a travel ban with the Masters. So that clearly cannot happen. Um, you look at the Valspar Invitational. Oh, that was going to be the big one, right? Valspar could have taken full advantage. And you think golf. Golf is one of the very few sports that you go, yeah, they're not even that close contact with each other. You take away the fans there. Why can't you play golf? I thought golf would survive. I thought golf and NASCAR would survive. Nope. Golf canceled everything. They're completely done. Completely done. But none of them are going to be impacted like what happened with the NCAA tournament. First, Duke University implemented a suspension that applied to all athletic competitions and practices for the health and safety of all those are essential to those activities. So Duke would not be in in any capacity. Kansas, the number one seed, very fast, I, I mean, within you know minutes of that announcement, made a very similar statement. All of a sudden... You have no number one seed, no Duke, no Kansas, and we saw the writing on the wall. I mean, we talked about this. If anybody, uh, you know, w was listening to our regular show, we talked about this where I said, you know, it's just going to happen. I mean, it, you had to see the writing on the wall that they were going to cancel it all, and that's it. I mean, it's it's done, guys. NCAA tournament will have absolutely nothing this year. Anybody that's playing brackets or thought they were playing brackets, that that hope is gone. It's a real shame for teams like Dayton. Dayton was a top five team. They were going to be a number one overall seed. San Diego State, they were a number two overall seed. I've never been there before. How about Rutgers? Rutgers was going dancing for the thir first time in 30 years. 30 years, guys. Gonzaga, maybe, maybe their most dominant team ever, has a chance to win their first title. All of that is ripped away. All of that is gone. Once again, I will repeat for the sensitivity folks out there. I am not saying that this is a bigger deal than the people dying. I'm not trying to say that, but this impacts us. And it impacts us in just massive ways. A lot of sports for a lot of people out there is an escape from reality. It is an avenue that you go down to immerse yourself. If we were all quarantined and you couldn't leave the house and, and you had to kind of be quarantined, a lot of us would have just immersed ourselves in sports and said, hey, you know what? Cool. This is a weekend. I'll do my fantasy draft. This is a weekend. I'll sit around. I'll watch, uh, you know, golf all weekend. Uh, I'll watch, you know, some spring training baseball. You don't have that anymore. I'm in day one. I didn't know what to do with myself last night. Day one. I am a guy that for 25, probably 30 years, I'm constantly checking my pocket. I'm going in my pocket, checking my phone, seeing the scores, just taking a look. There's always a game on my TV. There's always a game. I have to do write-ups. I have to do uh, research. I have to do analysis. I don't know what to do with myself. I have no idea. And it's day one. Now you're, oh, binge watch on Netflix. and It's not the same escapism. It's just not. And unfortunately, sports is, is just not existent right now. It's not there. Even things like free agency in the NFL have been halted. So even that, the free agency in the NFL, that's something that we look at and we go, wow, we could have been talking about that. We could have had news on that. Nothing is there. I will tell you this. If anyone has any big news over the next day or so, what a great news dump day, right? What a great day for maybe the Patriots to sign Tom Brady, right? What a great day for that. 
Uh, I'm not making light of the situation, guys. I'm just uh, I'm trying to be a realist here, and I'm trying to, to smile through the pain of what is going on. All right, we're going to take a quick time out, everybody. We're going to come on back. We have lots more to talk about. What about your futures tickets? How is this impacting uh, the casinos and the sports books? All those answers and more. And, oh, by the way, how does this impact injuries, your fantasy teams? I have all those answers coming up right after this on Wagering Week. And now back to Wagering Week with Tom Barton. I bet you 20 bucks I can get to gamble before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. You're on. What are the odds? What are the odds? Yeah, that's right. Every week we're going to do a little segment called What are the Odds? We're going to go look at some of the odds around, some of the lines, if you want to call them lines. Well, what are the odds where we have nothing to bet on? Oh, we do have things to bet on. There's always something to bet on. Tom Brady, where will he wind up? The odds are really intense right now. People are running to the window even before the coronavirus situation. Tom Brady, look, the limits are very low, okay? You're not going to be able to put uh, $10,000 on where Tom Brady's going. The limits are low. The odds vary from casino to casino. And let's be honest, the odds can vary from, like, minute to minute. You'll hear some insider put out that Tom Brady, you know, was wearing a cowboy hat. That's it. Tennessee's all all the way going crazy because it's one of these weird, uh, you know, it's not even a futures odd. It's one of these weird prop plays. So with all that said, look, the Tom Brady betting season is actually pretty huge, and it was pretty huge. So let me give you the odds. What team Tom Brady will take his first snap with in 2020? This is via Westgate Superbook in Las Vegas. Look, I'm not going to give you all the big ones. You know, the Chiefs are 10,000 to 1. Oh, is anybody really betting that? So I'm not even going to give you the 500 to 1s with the Redskins and, and 300 to 1 with the Giants. Giants jumped up for a little while there, by the way. Um, but I'm going to give you a couple of them here. First of all, 200 to 1 odds that the Lions signed Tom Brady. I haven't heard the Lions mention. I don't think it's a reality. Well, you can do better for, for a lot of things that I think will happen. But this is something that, hey, pure odds-wise, Matt Patricia's there, just saying. Broncos, 100 to 1. Panthers, 100 to 1. Dolphins, 100 to 1. My Chicago Bears are 100 to 1. I love them to sign them. They don't have the cap money. Cowboys, 81. Uh, no snap taken. He will not play 30 to 1. Now, I got questions. I got questions about this one because this is the best bet on the board right now. We're going to come back to that. We're going to come back to that. Buccaneers at 14 to 1. All week there has been massive, massive speculations that the Tampa Bay Bucks are making a hard and fast push for Tom Brady. I mean, a massive push. I don't think Bruce Arians changes his offense for him. I don't think Brady wants to go to the Bucks, But apparently the Glazer family are willing to unload ridiculous amounts of money to go get him. Why? Well, they also need to sell some tickets, right? The Colts are 14-1. to 1. I've said all along I don't think the Colts because Tom Brady has to walk past the statue of Peyton Manning to put on Peyton Manning's old uniform in the house that Peyton Manning built. I just think ego gets in the way there. The 49ers are 12-1. to 1. While everyone's talking about the Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady swap, I don't think Shanahan wants to do that. I really don't. Um, I think he wants to win with his guy, and his guy was Garoppolo, and and, and he feels like I can win with him. Chargers at 8-1 to one has been the hot rumor from step one. A lot of people think, well, you bring the TB brand across the country, you bring it to L.A., Tom Brady's a California guy, Giselle would absolutely love to live in Los Angeles. I don't see the Chargers as being that organization for this fact. This is not a fact, this is not stats and you know trends, and this is opinion, opinion. The Chargers are a snake-bitten organization. Every year, we look at the Chargers and we go, something went wrong. Oh, they lost this guy in camp. They lost that guy in camp. They lost that guy. I just don't see the Chargers being that because, oh, by the way, you also have to play Pat Mahomes in that division. I don't think he wants to do that. The Raiders are 8-1. to one. I do the Las Vegas Raiders radio report every single week in Las Vegas on Fox Sports. Every single week, we get talks about Tom Brady going there. Everybody wants him there. The excitement level is there. Look. Tom Brady opening up a new stadium in that sort of city, being on billboards. Giselle would love it there. There is no better match in football history than Tom Brady playing for the Raiders, except John Gruden's a tough coach to play for if you're a quarterback, number one. Number two, the Oakland Raiders 
are now the Las Vegas Raiders. You don't know how that is necessarily going to translate. You don't know how football is going to be there. Now, I expect the fans to be outrageous, but you just don't know. There's a lot of unknowns for Tom Brady to go into uh, well into his 40s. And then the receiving core. Receiving core is, is just terrible there, guys. It's bad. So you have a bad receiving core, a questionable coach that might give you a hard time, and then you go into a division with Pat Mahomes. Don't see it happening. The Titans are the only real threat that I have seen all along. I think Nashville has now become Nash Vegas. People are loving the idea of Nashville. People are loving the idea of Nash Vegas. His friend is the coach. He comes in with young, dynamic running backs, uh, wide receivers. He comes in with a, a very impressive running back. He comes in with a dominant offensive line. All of the chips are there. And, oh, by the way, that division is extremely winnable. And I think that matters to him. And then the Patriots are one to two odds. I do not believe Tom Brady will not be a Patriot. And we do have a lot of the conversation, and I get it, a lot of the conversation is, well, they haven't even talked to him yet. And Bill Belichick didn't even have a conversation with him. I, I don't care. I just don't care. I can't imagine Tom Brady not in a Patriots uniform. And it's not because I just can't imagine it. It's because Bill Belichick is one of these guys that you look at Bill Belichick and you say, you know, look, he's a smart guy, right? I mean, Bill Belichick is a smart dude. The Patriots are better with Tom Brady. The Patriots are a better team with Brady. And guess what? On Brady's end, look, he's better off with the Patriots. I don't think it happens, guys. I just don't think that any of these scenarios happen. It's good talking points, sure, but I don't see any of these scenarios taking place. So that is where I'm standing. And that is what are the odds. Look forward to that every single week. All right, guys, let's talk about some things that might in be impacted by all of this because there's a lot of stuff that might be impacted by all this that, well, let's be honest, uh, people haven't really addressed, right? And people haven't addressed because they don't know. I mean, you just don't know. But I have some questions. And I'm going to give you some questions here as we have discussions. So let's first and foremost start, start talking about, yeah, we're going to have a playoff. Are these playoffs going to be seven-game series? I think the obvious thing is absolutely not, right? I mean, I think the obvious thing is that they definitely won't be. Do a best of five of seven for most of these situations. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, guys. So when you're looking at what is going on in the world of sports, you have to start asking these questions that I don't have answers to, but I think that we all have to be aware that these questions will absolutely come bubbling to the surface. And the best, uh, a five of seven series just makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of, of sense to negate the season depending on how we're going. Look, I am in the, the mindset now that where we sit with everything that's going on in the world, where we all sit is we have to believe and go by the timeline that they have set forward. They have put forward a two-week to 30-day timeline. If it go look, if all of a sudden we're sitting here and the coronavirus is so bad that in June the NBA still hasn't resumed, I'm gonna have a different opinion. But where I'm standing today, I'm going by look, it's gonna be two weeks to maybe a month. I think a best of seven works out and we have a champion at the, the end of that. But here's the interesting questions here. Here's where we start to have some interesting issues and some interesting questions the Brooklyn Nets could very well be what a seven or an eight seed right the Brooklyn Nets are a team and I'm bringing up Brooklyn for a specific reason so follow me here the Brooklyn Nets are a team that in the standings right now where we stand in the conference they are a seven seed if the season ended today and they said no more regular season we are going directly into the playoffs but those playoffs are going to start in let's say uh, you know may 1st okay i, I that, that's a, a fair assessment is kevin durant going to be ready is kyrie irving going to be ready Guys that were ruled out for the rest of the season, all of a sudden, the Brooklyn Nets, oh, wait a minute. The Brooklyn Nets very well could bring them back. So the question begins, do you lock rosters? I think you almost have to. Now, the NBA won't, and I'll tell you why they won't. 
because that's an awesome storyline. That's why they won't. It's an awesome storyline that all of a sudden we're going to turn around and we're going to have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the playoffs as a seven seed. So they're not going to do that. But isn't that a question we all have to start to ask? Isn't that a question we all have to start to go out there and say, can this happen? Will it happen? I don't think that I can go out there and say that 100% certainty, yes or no right now. I don't think anybody can say yes or no right now. But I will tell you what, the question certainly bubbled to the surface for me. What about the guy we just talked about, Tom Brady? Free agency is extended. The signing period is delayed. You can't meet with teams. Um, doesn't this give a massive advantage to the New England Patriots if they want to re-sign Tom Brady? Doesn't this give a massive advantage to all the potential free agents that the teams are close with? Right? Hey, listen, I got your personal number. Let's talk. Let's have conversations. The You can't tell the Patriots right now that they can't talk to a player that's currently under contract. So the Patriots are a team that gets a lot more, and not just the team, but one of the teams gets such more leeway because of this. The NFL can try to impose rules and say you can't talk to them, and it's a, it's a soft But basically, look, the Patriots are going to get a couple of extra weeks to try to make Tom Brady feel all good about coming on back. Speaking of the NFL, what about the NFL draft? I'm supposed to be sitting there in Las Vegas. Oh, I don't know about that. And how does the NFL draft go? I mean, are are, are we still going to have a draft? Uh, and, and people go, well, just don't have the kids go there, right? Well, what about the general managers? And, and what about the guy selecting it? Are we all going to do this all you know, on FaceTime? I mean, how is the NFL draft going to go? So some of these questions now all of a sudden impact those kids because a lot of them, the time that they make themselves known, the time that they really propel to the next level, well, a lot of that is, hold on a second, look at how big I am, look at how nice I am, look at how I could fit into the team. They can't really have much communication face-to-face. -face. And I know that we live, look, here is the old man yelling at the cloud now. I know we live in a society, guys, that texting is so much better than calling, right? And FaceTime is so much better than meeting people. I get it. But there are still a lot of people, Bill Belichick being one, uh, you know, some of the best coaches in this league being others. There's still a lot of people in the world that want a face-to-face -face meeting. They want face-to-face -face interaction, and that means a lot to them. They want to, oh, my God, don't say it during coronavirus, shake a man's hand and see that. And that is going to be lost for the NFL. What about Major League Baseball? Now, this is where I think things impact us massively, and I'm going to put a wagering spin back on this. Major League Baseball, all of a sudden, there's a lot of differences here. Fantasy players, listen up. In fantasy leagues, Aaron Judge fell from a mid-second round pick. He was going, you know, pick 14, 15, 16, something like that. Maybe even 20, but he's a, a solid second round pick to about a fourth round pick because he was going to miss some time. Giancarlo Stanton dropped from, you know, a third to fourth round pick down to the sixth and seventh round because he's going to miss some time. The New York Yankees dropped from a 3-1 to one favorite after they signed Garrett Cole down to, I've seen as, as much as a 5-1 to one favorite. Why? Because these guys are going to miss some time. And Severino obviously impacted that. Well, if Major League Baseball is delayed at least two weeks, which they're already saying, at least two weeks is the, the term, and we all know that they're going to have to have some kind of spring training, I'm saying they're going to be delayed at least a month. All of a sudden, Giancarlo Stanton, he'll be ready in a month, guys. All of a sudden, Aaron Judge, yeah, he'll be ready in a month. So a team like the New York Yankees benefits massively. Players, dynasty players, uh, fantasy guys. Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, move them back up your board. Move them back up your board because these guys are now all of a sudden going to be healthy for the start of the season. That's a big impact. That's a massive impact when you talk about who uh, you go out there and you look at the odds of who's going to hit the most home runs this year, Stanton or Judge. Yeah, that's pretty big, right? All of a sudden, that gets big. Um, 
you know, when you're talking about what that's going to, I'm holding a ticket for the New York Yankees to win the World Series that I got before Garrett Cole. I feel better about my World Series ticket. So, so much is impacted because of this delay. So many things. Guys with injuries, those are the obvious players, the obvious guys. But I'm going to go a step further here with Major League Baseball. This also helps very young players and very old players or injury prone guys or innings limit guys. And let me explain this to you. A, a guy like Chris Paddock, the starting pitcher for the San Diego Padres, dynamic stuff, ridiculous breaking goal ball. Uh, one of the up and coming greatest pitchers, uh, you know, right now. He is just an, an awesome up and coming pitcher. And you look at a guy like Chris Paddock and you look at you know who he is and what he can become. And you go, well, the only knock on him is it probably not going to allow him to pitch 200 innings this year. Well, if Major League Baseball is a truncated season, if they decide, look, instead of we're going to play the games into November, we're going to take a month, we're going to take off 30 games off the schedule, and we're in, instead of playing 162, we're going to play 130, which is a very likely scenario. If they do that, well, wait a minute. Chris Paddock now can play, pitch the entire season with no innings limit. Young players won't hit that rookie wall. They won't have innings limit. They won't have that ceiling. There's a number of these guys that that falls under, Chris Paddock being number one. How about a guy like Clayton Kershaw? Clayton Kershaw, who has consistently you know, missed starts here and there. Clayton Kershaw is a guy that finally was healthy last year. Came into spring, they said he's completely healthy. But you know what? We might have to limit him a little bit this season, potentially. By the way, Clayton Kershaw, twenty to one odds to win the Cy Young. He's going. He's got, I would say, easily the best team in the National League, potentially the best team in Major League Baseball. Great ballpark, bad division, all the things working for you that you want. The question with Kershaw was, ah, eh, you know what? Can he stay healthy? Is he going to pitch out that many innings? Well, if Clayton Kershaw gets another month before he ramps up, maybe all of a sudden he is a guy. That you take a look at. Remember, when it comes to pitching, more than anything else, it is the idea of how many starts you can make because your numbers have to be up there and your numbers have to be exceptional in some spots. So older guys, Charlie Morton falls into this mix. Older guys that will not have innings limits any longer are very, very interesting. Young guys that will not have that inning ceiling to worry about on young teams very, very interesting. I've gone through, you know, uh, certain teams. I've picked out the players that this is really, really going to help, help the most. Chris Paddock is, is a massive number one name. Clayton Kershaw jumps to the front of the table. I mean, if you look at just the idea of this, what about guys that are supposed to come back during the year? Now let's talk about this. The Hicks boys, right? And no, they're not brothers, but the Hicks guys, right? Aaron Hicks of the New York Yankees was not supposed to return until June. Well, if they don't start until April or, or May, I'm sorry, if they don't start until May or, or maybe June, Aaron Hicks might be there on opening day. Fantasy players take note. What about a closer, a guy Jordan Hicks? dynamic closer, throws 105 miles per hour, phenomenal, young, mid-20s closer that the Cardinals have said oh, all along, yeah, he's going to be our closer. Well, he wasn't supposed to come back until July. Yeah, you could you could miss a month of him, and now all of a sudden the Cardinals bullpen has Gallegos leading into Hicks, and I feel a lot better about them. There is a lot of fallout from delaying a season for injury players, from guys coming back from injury, guys that are injured now, from often injured players to aging veterans, and all the way down to the rookies that won't hit that rookie ceiling. This impacts everything in Major League Baseball. So I know the conversation is there's no NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, I get it. That's massive. I know a lot of the conversation has been around NHL and NBA, and it is massive. But from a betting angle, guys, you don't want to be, uh, you know, the the we'll say the black-hearted, you know, no conscious, no morals type of dude. But if you see a buying opportunity, you have to take it. And now is a buying opportunity in sports betting. Think about the injuries 
to help your team out. I'm lifting the Cardinals up because of Hicks. I'm looking at a guy like Paddock or Kershaw and looking at their Cy Young odds. I'm looking at the Yankees being vir uh, virtually the best team in the league to be helped out with these injuries. No, because it's not bringing Severino back, but Judge and Stanton being healthy. So there are absolute definitive angles here. And that's what you look for in a lot of sports betting is you look at angles. There are angles here to take a peek. We always look at angles. We always look at things that we're, we're trying to find an avenue. We're trying to find a direction to go. And that's what we do here on the Wagering Week because we are the Wagering Week. Now, let's take a look to the future. We're sending you back to the future. Okay, all right. Bet, Bet to, the, to future. the future. That's right. Not a lot of things on the futures board to go out there and bet on, and a lot of volatility. I get it. So I didn't want to give you guys something that um, you know I wasn't going to be able to really have a conversation with because there is a lot of volatility in a lot of situations. But I got something here for the futures odds that is certainly very, very aware for everyone. And that is July 18th. I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be okay on July 18th for the WBC heavyweight title match at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. And I'm pretty shocked at the odds that have come out. The odds are this. Tyson Fury minus 260 against Deontay Wilder plus 210. That's where it sits right now. Guys, that's pretty awesome. I mean, that is a pretty massive number for Tyson Fury. If you're a Wilder fan, you got to be going crazy here. I know he looked overmatched last time, whether you believe in the headgear conversation or not, right? Oh, the headgear was too heavy. That's why I lost. Whether you believe in it or not, um, this is number three. And number three always gets a little bit interesting. So that is the look to the future. July 18th, Tyson Fury minus 260 against Deontay Wilder. All right, guys. So... I saved this till the end. I wanted to, to unfortunately get into the kind of the solemn talk here. And a lot of this is on the Las Vegas sports books. And the Las Vegas sports books, how badly they are just, just getting crushed. This is uh, from Gaming Today magazine. The impact of the NCAA decision to cancel the tournament is just felt in Las Vegas more than anywhere else. It is the just the biggest week of the year by far. By far the biggest week of the year. This is massive. Jay Cornegie came out and said, this is insane. Um, and it's not just that. It's everything. Cornegie said, it's something you really don't have to think about. We've seen labor disputes and individual leagues cancel their seasons before the season. But no one could have predicted 95% of sports being canceled. Nobody saw that coming. Basically, he said, what can we do? Chris Andrews, the sportsbook director of South Point, I'm quoting Gaming Today magazine, he said, what can we do? Everything's canceled. They just don't have a lot of answers. Cornegie said, until we get a final decision from the NBA and NHL in their seasons, we don't know what to do. And that's the point. Nobody has any answers. The Nevada Gaming Board, senior research analyst, and this is from Covers, I want to give them credit. The Nevada Gaming Board senior research analyst, Matt Lawton, told covers that basketball betting handle for March 2019 was $498.7 million. Let's just call it $500 million in handle. In previous years, it's been estimated 70% of March basketball handle was on NCAA tournaments, which would equate to, equate to about $350 million bet on the NCAA tournaments. That's insane. That is absolutely crazy. That's what these sports books are, are potentially losing. And now 15 states are also losing. So it's not just Las Vegas, guys, right? They just went live in Illinois. They just went live in Michigan. This could absolutely kill sports betting in those states who are just going to have absolutely no return right now. An AGA survey in 2019 found that 47 million American adults would wager a total of $8.5 billion. I said it with a B. $8.5 billion on March Madness. 
billion in bracket pools alone. 4.6 billion in bracket pools, guys. I mean, the numbers are staggering when we're talking about what, what they could lose and what is in danger right now. I mean, I, it, what other situation have we ever had that you can have anything like this? Um, a couple of Vegas bookmakers have come out and publicly uh, said basically they expect Las Vegas sportsbooks to lose over $100 million. That, that's being conservative, one of them said. Can you imagine that? You know, um, and it goes a little further than just the sports books. What do the ticket writers do? Do they get paid? Do they get laid off? What are the, look, we've seen the direction going to full mobile. Do sports books not recover from this? Are we in a world where you can only bet online very soon? I mean, it was going that way a lot. I mean, it was heading in that direction anyway. And now all of a sudden, this is what we're looking at. The busiest week of the year is canceled. It's done. So that is just massively impactful. And oh, by the way, that city, Las Vegas, who, which is in a way my second home. You know, Las Vegas is in a way, it, it, it is my second home, right? Um, Las Vegas is, is in a situation where They've had a housing crisis. They've had problems before. They've had bad issues, and they've recovered from it. They've recovered. They've gotten better, and all of a sudden, they're back to it. They're back in a situation again where you look at this and you go, this, is, this could be devastating. And people are still going to go gamble. Conferences are going to be canceled. Are you going to have a giant conference there? The food industry is going to be shattered there. I I really hope that this isn't as crushing to Las Vegas as it certainly could be. So let's get into our question here. How does this impact all of us? The big question I continue to be asked since this happened, basically since this all went down, the giant question that everybody has, has generally asked me um, is Tom, what happens to our futures tickets, right? What happens to our futures tickets and, and what happens to, you know, what do I get paid? How do I get paid? Well, Circus Sports already came out and said they will refund all futures tickets. Jay Cornegie came out and he had originally said, well, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with the league, but, but they will refund all futures tickets. And this is not to rip on the sportsbook directors, guys. But saying things like we're going to refund all sports book tickets, uh, yeah, you are. If you had a loser, you feel great. If you had a winner, how about people that are holding Dayton at 200 to 1 odds? How do you feel if you're that guy? So, I mean, the sports books are doing the right thing. Um, but there are tough situations. What if you have already hit your over? Yeah, that ticket doesn't cash. So I'm here to, to explain some of those situations. Let's, um, I'm trying to use examples here. If you have an over for whether it be a player or whether it be a, a team and the over has already cashed, your ticket is, is null and void. You could go in, you bring the ticket, and whatever you paid for the ticket, they will return. Do not rip up your tickets, guys. So many times people make mistakes and they rip up their tickets. Oh, man, you know what? Season's not going on. I, 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 do not rip up your tickets. Whatever you do, don't rip up your tickets because you will get back whatever you paid. So let's say somebody does have Dayton 200 to 1. And in pure frustration mode, what are you going to do? You're going to rip up your ticket? No, don't do that. If you paid 100 bucks, you get that 100 bucks back. It's upsetting, but don't cost yourself money because of your, your anger or ego. It's upsetting, but don't make a rash decision that doesn't make any sense. Okay, that is not something that, that you want to go out there and do. You get your money back. You get that certain amount back and you'll be okay. So you will be fine. Now, let's talk about moving on with the tickets. What about baseball futures tickets? This is something that's going to need to be evaluated. 
I don't have an answer right now because the sportsbook directors don't have an answer right now. Um, you know, I don't have an answer right now, but what we're looking at is how can they possibly have a, an over-under for team wins if it's going to be a truncated season? And we don't know if it's going to be a truncated season, but it's very potential it's going to be a truncated season. So you can't have uh, over-under the Yankees you know, 100 wins if there's only 130-game season. So these sportsbook directors are going to have to very quickly move and adjust, and very, very quickly they're going to have to uh, figure out what to do. Because more than likely, guys, this is going to happen pretty fast. Jay Cornegie said, um, we're making adjustments. He told uh, Fox News, we're making adjustments as the news roll on. Currently, we're just enhancing our cleaning protocols, and that's kind of what they're worried on. As far as the numbers, wagers, etc., we are adjusting accordingly. We are refunding all the conference tournament futures, the main tournament. Since the NBA and NHL season are suspended and not canceled, we're taking a wait and see. So do not go try to cancel, go cash in your initial bet on the NHL or NBA. You could do it in, in college sports, Major League Baseball. We don't know. And unfortunately, that's where we stand right now. We are in a giant we-don't-know portion. We are in a giant we-don't-know situation. There's no other way to put it. We don't know. I will try to give you as much information as I can, but if they don't know, then we don't know. Um, I, my guesses are as good as anyone's. My guesses are that Major League Baseball will play a truncated season. I do not think they want Major League Baseball going into a, a situation where we're playing games in during Thanksgiving. I really don't. I don't believe that the NHL or the NBA are going to continue the regular season. I think they're going to go straight into the playoffs. Let's be honest. That's what people care about now anyway. But we have to wait. We have to wait with those tickets and wait and see. I'm sorry for all those that are winners. And, hey, there are some losers out there. But there's also this idea. And, again, call me the black-hearted guy. Call me the guy that uh, is non-sympathetic. But I have to look at this as a business position. There will be massive buying opportunities. Massive. When the lines readjust, there is going to be a window could be hours, could be a day or so. But there's going to be a window where you get massive, massive buying opportunities. As a sports better, you've got to be careful and you've got to be cautious and you've got to really be on top of your game to take advantage of the quick changing line movements that are going to come out. We'll talk about that as soon as you know it gets closer, but that's something you have to really pay attention to. The last thing I want to talk about is how this impacts next year. Because it does. It will impact next year. Don't think that it doesn't. Let's first talk about uh, something like Major League Baseball, right? If everything is getting pushed back, guys, everything's going to get pushed back for next year. If all of a sudden these players are playing in, in you know, Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving, free agency starts late, spring training will probably start late, it's going to take a... a quite a big difference to kind of get back and reset and reset to where you need to be. How about the NBA and the NHL? If they take two weeks off or a month off and then they play the regular season and then they play the playoffs and like Mark Cuban said, let's have a championship game in August. I'm with you, Mark. That would be great for us. How does that impact free agency? How does that impact anything that, that you have moving forward? How does that impact life as an NBA player? Because everything has to move back. So maybe we're looking at next season, the season beginning on Christmas Day for the NBA. And maybe next year is the year that they truncate the schedule. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, look, there are a number of scenarios, but we have to understand that the fallout is real. The fallout is here, guys. This is not a small situation. This is not a, you know, I, I, I'm reading the news and, I, and I'm looking at some of the guys and they're going, oh yeah, it's two weeks off. This is not just it's two weeks off and life resumes as normal in two weeks. It's not. Life will not resume 
for a while. This is going to impact sports for a while. We will remember the last 48 hours for the rest of our lives in sports. First of all, there is no NCAA champion. That's first and foremost, right? We will look at that forever. What's, what fan bases are going to claim? Kansas? Oh, we have the number one overall seed. Dayton? They're going to go, well, what could have been? San Diego State? What could have been? Gonzaga? Oh, we could have had our first. Now, what about the conference champions? Are they going to lift banners up? Is Florida State going to lift a banner up? Now, they were the regular season champion. Are they going to lift a banner up and say they were conference tournament champions? You can't do that, right? Yeah, you can't lift a banner up if you didn't play a game. Hell, Creighton and St. John's played a half. I, I had the game. I bet on the game. Creighton and St. John's played a half, and they pulled them off the court. They pulled them off the court. Oh, by the way, if you played a halftime game, you did get paid there. But you didn't get paid for the full game, right? Because they didn't play a full game. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of these things are going to resonate for years and years and years. This is not something that is going to go in and just be a quick fix. We are going to remember the NCAA tournament being suspended and, and, well, canceled for the rest of our lifetime. Are we going to remember that Major League Baseball got pushed back two weeks? I, I think we certainly can. Baseball is a numbers game. If they play a truncated schedule, which is where I'm going, I'm going with the direction that they're going to play a truncated schedule. If they play a truncated schedule and Aaron Judge hits 50 home runs in 130 games, aren't we going to always look back and say, what could have been? Because this is a numbers game, right? If all of a sudden you know, we, we turn around and Clayton Kershaw wins 20 of his 25 starts and he's a 20-game winner, yeah, but he didn't get six starts, aren't we going to look at that? Aren't we going to look at certain numbers in Major League Baseball if they play a truncated schedule? The New York, let's say the Dodgers. The Dodgers win 100 games in 130 and you go, wow, they could have been the greatest team of all time. But we'll never know because of a truncated schedule. This last 48 hours will impact us forever. And what about the NBA and the NHL? You know, won't there always be, especially in the NHL, where so many teams are fighting for playoff position, so many goalies can get hot, and in the NHL, more than any other sport, anyone can kind of win any year. In the NHL specifically, won't there always be a doubt on the Stanley Cup champion? If they come back and the Stanley Cup champion happens to be whoever whoever is named the champion this year, isn't there always going to be a little bit of doubt? A little bit of doubt. Well, what if? What if we? Well, I'll tell you what. If we didn't have the two-week layoff, we would have been the champions. Isn't that going to be there? I mean, isn't that, doesn't that have to be there? I think it does. I think it just has to be there, guys. And that doubt and that cloudiness is a shame, especially in hockey, by the way. That teams ride momentum more than any other sport. They are a momentum, momentum league. These teams that are winning and looking good and winning eight of nine and uh, streaking, well, all of a sudden, yeah, we're going to take a break. And that's if they come back in two weeks. I'm talking best case scenario. Best case scenario is that it's a two-week layoff. Could you imagine if it goes a month? Could you imagine if they cancel the regular season? Whoa, now we have everything. Now we have everything. And in the NBA... What if? The what ifs. What ifs will be there forever. Because you're missing some time. What if Kevin Durant does come back and he's healthy for the number seven seed Brooklyn Nets? What if Kyrie Irving is standing next to him and he's healthy? What if that all happens? Because we're not talking about what ifs in this crazy, insane universe right now. We are talking about very possible. Now, I'm not telling you it's a bleak thing. I'm just telling you reality. By the way, just to show you a little bit more impact, um, Penn National game teamed up with Barstool Sports on a gaming deal, down 17%, and they lost all of their money in the stock market there. That is, is just rough. Daniel Negrano, the poker player, has called for all poker to please be stopped. Um... This is this is just just massive. They're expecting the numbers um, in Las Vegas, the Las Vegas economy, to lose over a billion dollars, a billion dollars for that economy. 
So, guys, you know, the show will go on here. We will still talk sports. We will still talk sports wagering. We're going to give you something every week, things to bet on, angles to look at. We'll give you some tutorials. Well, the show will go on, but never forget that the underlying this here is that people will lose their jobs. Small businesses will go under. I'm not trying to push that aside, but this is a sports show, okay? And sports is an escapism. My advice to people Still do your fantasy drafts. Get it consumed with fantasy. Look to the future. Think about the NFL. NFL season probably will go on without a hitch. Think about the NFL. Consume yourself as much as you can. Still in sports as much as you can. Don't let the virus and the panic override you, but be very cautious as well. Don't be one of those guys that says, yeah, sure, I'm not going to wash my hands today. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. I'm Tom Barton for this week's edition of The Wagering Week. We'll be back next week, and you can bet on that. This has been a presentation of the Sports Garden Network. To be a part of the show, call 1-855-4-GARDEN. That's 1-855-442-7836. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Garden, G-A-R-T-E-N. Get all your credible sports intelligence 24 hours a day by visiting us at sportsgarden.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.